guys, thank you so much for tuning back into Patriot Strong. I am here once again with Scott Shera, one of our favorite guests. He is coming on to share a huge announcement and his story. For those of you that don't know, his daughter Grace was um, killed by hospitals for COVID protocols and uh, malpractice, and he is here to share more on that. He has been on the show before. If you haven't seen these interviews, you really need to go see them. They are one of the most inter uh, interesting and uh, serious shows that we've done. So, uh, Scott, thanks um, again for coming on the show, and uh, you know, praise God to you and your family for everything that has happened since just the last time we have talked. Well, thanks for having me again, Courtney. It's very nice to see you. It's nice to see you all, as always. Um, if you want to give an update, just quick overview. Um, if you want to do a little background, you can, but I'm pretty sure most of my audience is very familiar with you. They love you. Well, thanks. Hey, uh, I'll just say first, I normally, as you probably figured out, I usually wear a, a nice collared shirt, but I'm trying to advertise a little bit not for us but just to warn people so i have my vaccines injure and kill shirt on today uh, we're not selling any t-shirts so don't get alarmed but eventually i think we are going to be but we're um we had a bunch of these things printed up for different events that i have been been at and uh so i decided i better promote what's going on because people are not awake i mean we should <clears throat> nobody should ever take a vaccine period what do you do instead? You trust in God. Vaccines are made by men. So the vaccine dialectic people are, and I know that's not what you want to talk about, but it's, it is what they do. They frame things like, uh, so a safe vaccine that that's being floated now. And so when you think about a safe vaccine, well, then, well, it would go to all these trials and everything else. So those are called dialectics. Obviously, no, the jab was a bioweapon. That was never even a vaccine. But none of the vaccines have ever even been tested. <clears throat> so then they talk about, well, we, we got to get to the point of having a safe vaccine, which that means we're going to test them appropriately. But that paradigm or that dialectic is the lesser of two evils dialectic that Satan has invented during the garden so god's way is always outside of that and god's way is to take care of our bodies as long as we we're we do our part so anyway with that being said the big announcement i have is last friday july 14th we had the first hearing in grace's uh lawsuit so we filed the lawsuit on april 11th the hospital the five doctors two nurses had to respond by may 15th they did uh there was a brief written for a partial motion to dismiss and the judge had that hearing on july 14th not only didn't he grant those motions which i'll talk about in a minute he set a trial date so we have a three-week jury trial set now on his calendar starting november 4th of 2024 so that was fantastic news so we are going to get an opportunity to tell the world through a jury trial, which I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of publicity around that trial uh, to let them know what happened and hopefully wake people up because that's the goal of the trial. Is it's uh, As much as we want to win, the more important goal is to wake people up so that they understand what happens 
in hospitals. And it's not the, just the hospital that Grace died in. Uh, it happened to 1.2 million Americans during the 39 months that the public health emergency was in play with COVID. And it's happened to tens of millions of Americans as part of the euthanasia agenda that's been going on for decades. So that's why we're speaking out. Uh, at the hearing itself, the two things that, that the defense was trying to do, they were trying to dismiss our claim for the declaratory judgment on the illegal DNR. Their excuse for that they shared with the judge for wanting to dismiss that claim is because Grace is dead. So you can't have a claim on a dead person, but you just wrap your head around that. We're trying to expose this idea of a doctor putting illegal, an illegal DNR on, on somebody to the whole world. We're trying to save even the defense. Uh, so even the defense attorneys we care about, you know, so to say that they wanted to dismiss it because Grace is dead is ridiculous. So the judge did not uh, uh, entertain that motion, thankfully. And the other motion was they wanted to take our intentional tort, which is a battery claim, because they did not provide us any informed consent. Not only did weren't we informed, we never gave the consent to what they did to Grace, which is they gave her three meds that should never be combined. Presidex, lorazepam, and morphine. That's what you do when you want to euthanize somebody in hospice care. So they wanted to take that claim and merge it into medical malpractice. So what's the reason? Medical malpractice has a liability limitation. So then their liability for Grace's death would be capped. And, you know, of course, we don't want to cap on it. We want to have the ability to have punitive damages. We're not after any money here, just so everybody understands. We're any money that's potentially awarded, we're giving back uh, to plow into more lawsuits and help other people. But we, the punitive damages piece of this is the most important piece. What happened is in the 90s, do you remember Stella Liebeck, Courtney? You wouldn't necessarily remember her name, but you remember the 79-year-old lady who spilled coffee on her lap? Oh, okay, yeah. Yep, so everybody right. knows that story, right? So then we're thinking, well, this is crazy. How can somebody get a $2.9 million award for spilling coffee on their lap? Isn't she responsible? Well, that was all propaganda. She did really spill coffee on her lap and she really did sue McDonald's. That's true. You can look it up yourself. I did because one of the attorneys on our team suggested looking it up so I understood what the madness is behind tort reform. So our supposed Republican friends, which I'm saying supposed on purpose because they're all in on this. Right. The Republicans simply represent the lesser of two evils. So what they did in the 90s is under the, their contract for America, they implemented tort reform. And they did that because their big corporate donors wanted tort reform. So then they wouldn't have to be responsible for the consequences of their choices. So I own a business. If I screw up, I have to make it right. Those That's God's law. That's the law of choice and consequence. But when big corporations screw up, they have, through tort reform, liability limits. When doctors screw up, they have liability limits. So in the in the defense's motion to the judge, they said, well, we the, they even used the word scheme. The legislature implemented this scheme 
to make sure doctors would practice in the state of Wisconsin. So they said if these doctors don't have liability limits, they won't practice in, in the state. So that's why these laws are in place. And so we've got to take Grace's death and put it all under malpractice because otherwise doctors won't practice in the state. Well, you know what? Why don't they just practice being good doctors? Right. The yeah. good people don't need liability limits, right? So that was the gist of the hearing on Friday. Um, the judge, uh, it was it was about 45 minutes. Uh, the hearing itself was in the courtroom. All, all the attorneys, you know, our attorneys, the defense attorneys, they all appeared via video. I was there at the plaintiff's table. And then we had approximately a, over 100, there were 100 people that packed the courtroom and every seat was filled. And then there were about 40 people that stood because there's no seats available. So that was pretty neat to see all the support for Grace. And at the end, I mean, this is the most important piece. And, you know, having met your special daughter too, you you understand this. So, I mean, what I, my, my sense after it was, oh, it was just, it, it was euphoric. You just felt great. But then, you know, what, when that stuff would happen in the past, Grace would say, God did it. And, you know, that's the way, you know, you could just, you know, it was oh. so, it, it was so great. So anyway, that's the update, Courtney. I love it. And I love that everything, you know, is being exposed and you do have so much support. And I, off camera, we had spoken. I had mentioned that I was reading the press release. And one of the things that stood out most to me and a very good, you know, relevant comparison, you said if a criminal commits a crime, they're locked up until they have their trial date. But in your case, you know, you guys uh, filed for malpractice and all these doctors still got to to practice bad behavior. And how many other times did these, these doctors and these nurses do the exact same thing? And, uh, you know, patients that had passed away, their families don't have as much courage or support that, you know, you guys do. And that's why I'm so grateful that this is going to trial and it is, it's going to be a very publicized thing, I believe. And, you know, it's just going to give so many more people who experienced the same tragedy that you did that much more, like, spring in their step, like, I can do it. This guy did it. He has so much support. You know, what happened was horrible. And uh, everybody can relate to it in one way or the other. You know, they know somebody whose doctor coerced them into taking the vaccine or they, uh, you know, what, whatever the pathway may be. You guys are doing amazing things, and I'm so thankful. Uh, you know, whenever Christina texts me, she's like, Oh my gosh, you won't believe what just happened! I'm like, Oh my gosh, you have to get him on it's so soon. And I'm so grateful that you take the time to, you know, continue to update myself and my audience about your story because it is so important that it gets out, it needs to be heard. And I'm just so grateful for you, Scott. Well, I'm grateful for people like you who want to hear the story. You know, it's that's how we get the message out. So it's it's a gift to to come on, and I appreciate it. You know, you mentioned about the the person on the street who shoots somebody; they get locked up, and that's that's spot on. You know, what the programming has done is we are convinced that when these doctors and nurses kill somebody, it's malpractice. And so that word is used, malpractice, medical malpractice before COVID was the third leading cause of death. 
Number one is heart disease at 700,000 deaths a year. Number two is cancer at 600,000 deaths. And number three is medical malpractice at 400,000 deaths. Well, that is a complete lie. And it's a lie for a number of reasons. One is that word malpractice. Malpractice has an incidence of negligence with it. Negligence means, well, I didn't know. You know, there's an, ex in a, an excuse behind it. So when you look at it in the context of what COVID exposed, it showed that this is not negligence. Just think through in the first three weeks of COVID when everybody was afraid and nobody knew which way was up. You could excuse what they did with remdesivir and ventilators, for example. But what about six weeks into it? What about nine weeks into it, 12 weeks into it, when all of a sudden you see every single one of my patients dies, everyone. So shouldn't I look beyond that? Should I just keep blindly following protocols? It doesn't make any sense. So that's why I'm calling out that word negligence and saying it is not negligence. This is intentional. Even NBC News, you know, they're as liberal as liberal gets. They ran a story in June about a hospital in Texas that moved, tried to convince the family to move the daughter because she was going to die. She ended up surviving and because the family said no, but they wanted to move the daughter to the hospice care facility in their own hospital on the hospice care floor. So then her death would not count against their numbers. So wow. how many people has this really happened to? You know, it is, it's way bigger than what's reported. And I'm, I would say very, very few times is it negligence related to medical malpractice i believe what is going on is well i don't just believe it i've seen it you know the financial incentives to turn that bed over to milk the insurance up until the insurance won't pay for a procedure anymore so they're not doing the best they can for the patient malpractice assumes that oh my gosh i misread this or i made a mistake when you are following protocols or you're following an insurance company that will not do X, even though X is right, uh, that that's ridiculous. I mean, take cancer as an example. So cancer, we're programmed to think chemo and radiation is the only cure for cancer. Well, chemo and radiation only have a 3% success rate. The government is causing cancer. And anybody that has yep. a cancer cure is is either shut down, killed, discredited. You know, it's it's ridiculous. But that is, you know, so our government through their medical insurance arm will pay for transgender surgeries, but they won't pay for somebody to get cured of cancer. I mean, that really tells you where things are at. Yeah, and you know, only just because you mentioned that, I. Um, just read an article about a leaked memo from the DOD that had all of these special um, <clears throat> circumstances for people who identify as transgender that's in our military. And uh, it's, uh, you know, while they're on their hormone replacement that is taxpayer funded, that they don't have to go on deployment. They can refuse deployment for the ones that are in the military that are identifying as transgender they can have waivers for their physical ability test. Uh, you know, just all of these things. And, you know, it's, it's absurd to me that this is where our country is going and this is where 
everything is favored whenever there's so much more on the line. Um, and, you know, like I don't even have words sometimes whenever I read these articles or see these stories. Um, I don't, I don't even well, know. I, I know. I, I, uh, I am of the same opinion as you. It is hard. It's like, yeah, I have to try to fit them into what's happening. And, you know, I ultimately fit it all into God's plan at the end because right. we got here because we have rejected God systemically, you know, over and over and over. And finally, we're getting our, our, uh, our due in God's economy. And the only way out of this is repentance. Because then God will take us back. He always has. I mean, look at every time the people rejected God historically, all the stories in the Old Testament. He always reconciles with them once they repent. And, you know, the solutions being offered, that's why you can you can see the solutions offered and realize, okay, these, these are godless people offering solutions because they don't acknowledge how we got here and they don't acknowledge how we have to get out of it, which is repentance. That's, it's, it's true. You know, people really need to just take a step back and even put their political views aside and really focus on, you know, what, what's happening. It's evil. Evil is happening all around us. And the last three years has been nothing but good versus evil and a spiritual warfare. And I've said it over and over and over again. And if people aren't realizing that by now, then, you know, I think it says a lot about them. Um, you know, people come on and they do alternative media and they do podcasts and they do, you know, blogs and they travel to all these Patriot events and they try to waken people up. And a lot of people are wakening up, but there are still those that are, you know, refusing to see any evil. Even still today, we see people driving on the highway alone in their car wearing masks. I know. Like, <laughs> Right. I mean, that is uh, that is one of the craziest pieces of, of this whole thing that happened. But, you know, it, the one blessing of that, Courtney, is it's easy to spot the crazies. Yeah, absolutely. And you are 100 percent right about that. Um, I won't take too much of your time. I know you've, you've been busier than ever. So I know that you just want a quiet evening. What is next between now and November 4th? Um, what, what do you guys have planned? Are you going to events? Are you sharing the story? What's going on? Sure. I wish I could have a quiet evening. I have my podcast tomorrow. I still have to prepare for, and I'm going to be on with Silk tonight at 930. Oh, that's so awesome. It's, it's long, but anyway, um, so first it's November 4th of 2024. So people, you have a grip of what's, what that means. So, you know, during that time relative to the lawsuit, you go through this period of what's called discovery. And so at first there's a paper discovery, then there'll be depositions, then the experts will be deposed. And all of this is to get ready for the trial. So the legal teams will all be busy. Uh, that will involve me at some levels, especially with the depositions, because I'll, I'll get deposed, but then I want to sit in on all the depositions with the doctors and nurses, uh, because you know I was there, so I can I can explain things and and you know the attorneys weren't there, so that will involve me as these things happen. Of course, we'll share it with the public as we have been. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of other things happening uh, relative to the case. Um, I, virtually all of them, at least right now, I can't share 
because they're sure. all it, it, there's there's three other things that we're working on that are all at different stages. Those are going to come out as as things progress, but they're all at different stages right now. So I just I simply can't share them. It just it's the way it is. You know, the the thing that I will keep sharing, though, and, and what's keeping this alive isn't the court case. The court case is a wonderful platform so we can talk. But, you know, I've become a full time researcher and advocate. And so and the the team that we have that's that's helping, including Christina, you know, they're working on on some fairly big media opportunities that we can get this message out to save people. You know, this whole thing is about Genesis 5020, which which says what you intended for harm, God meant for good, the saving saving of many lives. And so, you know, I'm I'm on interviews virtually every single day. And the goal is, is to save lives. Today I have six interviews. And you're the fifth of six. And you know, so why why kill myself doing that? Well, because that's my command. I've been called for a purpose, and you know, Grace's death called me to help other people. So we've got to get this story out to save people's lives physically, but then also spiritually. And I'd like to talk about each piece with with every interview that I'm on if I can. So we obviously we talked about the physical and updating with Grace's case, but then the spiritual is getting right with God. You know, I happen to believe we're in the days of Noah, and so time is short. So, you know, we're we've turned down offers for books and movies and all of that because uh, you know time is short. You know, so we're working every single day on getting this message out. And you know, it's it's great that. Um, you know, it really speaks volumes of what you and your family are doing. You're not in it for any of the wrong reasons, and you are only wanting to help people. And, you know, in the end, God wins, and he is working through you. Uh, he, he used grace to bring, to bring this to the forefront. And, uh, you know, that, that's just something that you have to always keep in the back of your mind, that the trials and tribulations that you go through, will lead to something greater because it is God's timing and it is his plan for each each of us. And whenever God calls you to do something, you can't hesitate on doing it. Um, so, you know, I know you said that you have six interviews today. That's crazy. You know, they're all X amount of time and all you want to do is just sit down and relax and you can and you're keeping on going and going and going. And you have to take care of yourself too, but, you know, you're doing amazing things. And I'm just so grateful for you. Well, be, praise God, Courtney. I mean, I still sleep well. Uh, you know, thankfully, coffee is still easy to purchase. <laughs> so I drink a fair amount of coffee and I've been sleeping great. So I'm I'm thankful for everything that's, that's happened. God has truly opened, I mean, door after door after door. You hard to grasp everything that he's done. You guys, again, if you haven't seen the prior interviews with Scott, not only on my show, on any show, because every single interview that he does, it brings new questions and new information to the forefront. You know, each host is different. And I'm so grateful that Scott's been on my show so many times. Scott, you are always welcome back. And I can't wait to see where this goes and to continue to see how 
the press releases go and if mainstream media picks it up or, you know, what kind of uh, um, light or paths are going to uh, shine for you and your family. Well, well, thanks, Courtney. For anybody who wants to follow what's going on, my daughter Jessica is running the website gracechara.com, which is S-C-H-A-R-A. -A. Please go there, put in your name and email, because we are. I know we're going to have calls to action coming up. We don't have anything scheduled right now, but you know this is a big case, and we need to be able to get a hold of people. And so if we have your name and email address, we can send out an email to our database and you know, when there's calls to action, uh, especially as the case proceeds, we want to be able to contact you. And again, I'll put that uh, website right down below. It's just gracesharet.com. Um, you guys, it's really important that you just put in your information, keep up with the trial. Like he said, if there are call to actions in your area, it's something that everybody can relate to in one way or the other. You know, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Um, you know, just it's important to lock arms and work together to defeat the evilness that is going on. Scott, thank you so much for joining me and God bless you. Um, you know, I, I just hope to keep in touch and continue to touch base from, you know, now and then just to keep on with my audience what's going on. All right. Very good, Courtney. Great to see you. You too. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Make sure to put your name and email and the um, the information below, uh, gracesharer.com, and continue to follow Scott's story. You guys tune in. He says he's going to be on Silk tonight. We love them. Um, make sure that you tune into that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you. God bless this country. And together we're Patriots Strong. Bye, guys.